Welcome everybody to another episode of the Nerd Continuity where we talk about design, development and all the other crazy stuff that we find online. I'm your host, Alex, and with me, as usual, my co-host, Chris Perko. Hello, Chris. Hello, how are you doing today? Pretty good, pretty good. How are you? I'm doing great. It's uh, actually a really nice, like, 60-something degrees here today. It's, like, just gorgeous outside. Oh, aren't you supposed to, you know, you're not getting that the storm, like, did the polar vortex? No, we got a little bit of it, but no, we we got down in, like, the 20s, but none of this crazy, like, Antarctic weather that they got up in, like, Chicago. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, it's terrible. Also, here in Canada, luckily not on the West Coast, but on Central and East (laughs) Coast, it's just terrible it's just like uh, i saw statistics that it was colder than mars which is not good <laughs> i guess yeah i've got family members that live up near chicago and they uh they recorded themselves throwing boiling water in the air and it like just immediately turns to snow <laughs> my god yes Jesus. Yeah. it's getting i don't want to live up there <laughs> yeah no it's lovely places but no yeah that's one of I, I think it's one of the main reasons why we never moved to the east coast in canada even if for yeah. like for development and designing tech in general toronto it's way better than vancouver yeah. it's way more connected to new york there are more possibilities but yeah spending three months at minus 40 degrees celsius is not not doable <laughs> like yeah it's, it's crazy i i don't know how people live up there i've heard great things about toronto but i i couldn't deal with that that yeah. cold weather <laughs> yeah no and summer is even worse but whatever it's fine let's not talk about the weather uh so it is like we haven't been doing an episode of the podcast for more than a month mm-hmm. i guess uh, lots of things happened uh what's up with you oh not much uh, i've been kind of between projects i i had one project that i was i was really wanting to start with uh with fitbit and I was kind of building a lot of these like proof of concepts, trying to figure out how this all would work. And I just ran into limitations on the SDK, and it was it was really disappointing because mm-hmm. I know that Fitbit themselves have released apps onto the store that do things like run in the background and can open themselves up, like the timer app. You can set a timer, you can go back to your main watch face, and when your timer's up, it launches itself, it tells you it's done, it alerts you. And as a regular developer, you don't have access to those things, so. The project that I was really wanting to start a series on, uh, I was like, I don't know if it's even possible anymore. So, <laughs> uh, so that's been kind of put on hold. But today, I started a side project that I'm uh, gonna probably do some live streams with soon, and Ooh, nice. it's uh, gonna be a Laravel app, and uh, it's gonna be really cool. It's gonna be working with uh, Laravel Forge and standing up sites. Um, it's gonna, the way I want to start it is basically like let's say you're working on a WordPress theme. Mm-hmm. And you want to show it to your client or to your friends or whatever. And you just need a staging environment that you can just say, here's my GitHub link. Mm -hmm. It's a WordPress theme. Give me a WordPress site that I can have like this, you know, silly URL, like, you know, crazy adventurous penguin dot whatever dot com. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know, so it's kind of like a one uh, a one click deploy to a staging site. So nice. um, Yeah, I'm excited to work on that. It's going to be completely open source. So uh you know, I'm gonna have it out there. It will be paid uh, a paid subscription just because mm-hmm. uh, servers are expensive, and I don't know how many people are gonna be using it. And I can't just have one little five dollar server running for an infinite number of WordPress themes. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's gonna be just WordPress for now, or you're thinking to implement other application that you can quickly deploy 
for the user. Yeah, so I want to do WordPress themes, WordPress plugins. If you have a plugin in a GitHub mm-hmm. repo, just launch it. Uh, and also Laravel apps to start. Um, I'd also like to move into like .NET Core apps, you yeah. know, just be a place to like, hey, here's my app. Here's a place to test it, mm-hmm. you know, before you go to actual production and everything. Yeah. And uh, how, and I'm going to play devil's advocate here because I, I'm really, this is a really interesting project. It's something that, yeah, there's a massive roadblock. If you're just a developer, you're not like a sysadmin yeah. or DevOps and you want to test your plugin or script or theme before releasing it, you don't have currently a platform that you can just, okay, just load my plugin and see how it works on a Mm -hmm. random WordPress installation. You have to set up an entire website in order to test it, right? Right, yeah. And how do you plan to handle the security? Because sometimes if Mm -hmm. I'm working on a private project, I don't want to really put it on a server somewhere Mm -hmm. and i don't know if you're gonna keep the code or i can delete the code after i test it how does it Mm -hmm. work yeah so uh you're talking about like from my perspective as as owning the product that you're going to be uploading it to Mm -hmm. yeah so they will be on my servers um so you know you'll just have to take my word for it that i'm not going to (laughs) be stealing your code but yeah like you uh, i want it to be able to be like you know uh, you only have a limited number of, of kind of slots you can take just to limit the amount of servers that, you know, I'm, I'm going to be paying for. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's say you test it and then you're done with it. You can delete it. All the code will be wiped from the server. Uh, it's completely dropped. Um, mm. You know, no backups are made. That, that is one thing I want to put out there for this is it's, you know, these are staging servers. So if something happens, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a hosting provider. I'm not yeah, going to be exactly. the one digging in and being like, okay, well, here's a backup that we made, you know. Uh, it's just a place to you know push your code, test it out, delete it, and that URL is destroyed. And mm-hmm. you know the URL is just going to be you know randomly generated, like you know just random adjectives and a noun and dot you know yeah. the domain name. So uh, yeah, as for security, like you'll just have to take my word for it that I'm not stealing your stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Actually, no, it's really good. You could also like have a default cron job that runs once a month, and mm-hmm. if no one access that little thing like plugin or theme or that specific url for a month you can wipe out and destroy yeah. the staging server just to avoid to have a bunch of dead apps up and running on your servers oh yeah definitely forever right that yeah. could happen. <laughs> nice uh what about the fitbit thing like do you think the the, mm-hmm. the sdk limitations were on purpose or there's like some technical reasons that fitbit didn't allow the full uh like the full openness that they like all the yeah. aspects that they're you said they're using in their apps so it's a limitation just for a third-party developer yeah i think it's just a limitation on third-party developers and i think it's on purpose because um the versa and the ionic are still fairly new mm-hmm. and um before this everything was kind of closed source you know they were just like little bands that keep track of your steps and heart rate or whatever and the new ones are, you know, more like actual smartwatches. Yeah. So I think they're concerned about like battery life and things like that, where they advertise, hey, if you buy a Versa, it'll last you four days without charge. And it does. It does great. Mm. But if you install somebody's app that is constantly launching itself yeah. and just draining the battery, it's going to look bad on them because they're not going to say like, oh, well, I installed this app and I know that that's what caused it. People are just going to complain and say, your product sucks. Yeah, your advertising is wrong, like yeah. fake advertising. I think that's what it is. I, I hope that they change in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, when you when you publish an app, it does go through some kind of review process. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there's no visibility into what exactly they're looking at. Mm-hmm. I don't know if somebody's actually looking at your code or if they just launch it on a test app on a, on a test device to see if it just doesn't blow up. Um, so I don't really know what they're doing there. I don't, I mean, I, I would hope that they would allow us to do more mm-hmm. and just be actually looking at our code to see like, okay, obviously you've got something in here that is launching the app in the background yeah. multiple times over and over and over again versus somebody who's using it properly and saying, you know, okay, we're waiting for this certain signal to launch it or, you know, something like that. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, we'll see how it goes. Oh, great, great side projects you're having there. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. And uh, what about you? We've heard uh, a lot of things about Akira lately in uh, oh, yeah. social media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so much going on. Of course, I cannot stop and I don't sleep and it's fine, but <laughs> I should I should slow down a little bit. Uh, yeah, no, I started Akira, the, the Kickstarter campaign, and we're going to talk about that later probably, but it's just yeah. I realized that it was just too massive on a, of an app to build it by myself. So I'm trying to raise funds in order to hire other developers and work on it. And uh, it's an interesting process. I think I will never do a Kickstarter campaign ever again <laughs> in my entire life. It's terrible. It's giving me anxiety all over the place. And it's just, no. Is it just the platform or just dealing with the marketing? It's everything. Uh, the platform that you have to, like every day at the end of the day, the, you get a notification, you get two emails. So you get the emails of the updates and you get the emails with the funds and the percentages and then the stats that you're not hitting your goal. Or if you do these, you're going to hit your goal. And mm-hmm. then you get bombarded like literally I had for the first two weeks an average of five emails per day by marketing representatives or crowdfunding podcasts or websites messaging me through the Kickstarter application saying, hey, your project is awesome. Just give us $200 and we're going to give you 10,000 leads or give us $100 and you're going to get like a million Uh of email marketing for you. Like all this stuff, it's just nonstop. Notifications are coming everywhere. And then you have the, 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 the other, like the silver lining that a lot of users are excited about this, but if you don't release an update pretty much every day, they start sending you messages. Hey, is this project dead? Hey, why you didn't push any update? Hey, like, oh my God, <laughs> it's just so stressful. You need a full marketing team to to manage this thing. And I'm, no, it's not, not okay, but yeah. Uh, and then I've finally I published my new website after probably five years. Yes, I, I published, <laughs> The, the 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 WordPress theme that I was using, I literally did it three months before moving to Canada, which mm-hmm. was five years and a half ago. So wow. I've been running that that website with the same theme for five years. Um, yeah, yeah, I published it and it was great. And we were, we're we're gonna talk about it later because I I decided to to approach it in a completely different way, and uh, it was really kind of a lightning and an eye opening the way that I did. Uh, but I guess we can start with the news. If you don't have any other updates or highlights of your past month or something. Uh, no, I don't. We can start with the news. Okay. Do you want to start with the first one? That it's I, It's kind of tiring talking about Facebook every week because <laughs> every day there's something worse coming out. Yes. Yeah. And this, I don't know, this this seems like the worst of all. I mean, you know, you, you know, Facebook steals your your privacy information and is not secure about it and everything. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
you know, so Facebook has been able to launch these like enterprise apps on iOS, on, on iPhones, on iMacs, whatever, mm -hmm. uh, that give them certain abilities. And until now we just kind of have heard that it's, you know, just for developers to use and for whatever they're doing internally. But now it's been leaked that they have been like, I guess, paying teenagers or young children to install these devices on or install these programs on their devices. Mm -hmm. And they're stealing data outside of like Apple's ecosystem. So Apple's like completely shut that down. And it's, uh, it's just, <laughs> I don't know, it's just alarming as to what links this company is going to go through to, to, to get information from people. Yeah, it's they they have no remorse, no regret. Yeah. No shame. They just going to try to do everything. And I was kind of like reading some more in-depth analysis on this thing and it all started because uh of a leaked internal document of Facebook about how they call these these kids that they buy, they use uh I don't know, they play can Candy Crush on Facebook mm -hmm. and they ask their parents to use the credit card in order to buy, you know, like pay to win, all this kind of stuff, loot boxes. And right. Facebook automatically 